welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are all of your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. Thank you and welcome to the program, Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Brianna Hope Beaton, and today we are talking to Grammy Award winner, singer and songwriter Kathy Fink of Dancing in the Kitchen, along with Marcy Markser, and Warren Brown and Adam Goddard of Big Block Sing Song CD, and we are talking about the films Tomorrowland, Sunshine, Superman, and Nobel. So right now we are speaking with Kathy Fink and Marcy Markser, all about their CD, Dancing in the Kitchen. So how are you, Kathy? I have never been better in my whole life. <laughs> that is a great thing to hear. And Marcy, how are you? I'm doing just great, and it's, I'm so happy to be here talking with you. Thank you. I love talking to guests because I love, um, I love talking to them, and I love getting to know them, and I, I love meeting new people, so this is great for me. So I had the opportunity to listen to some of the songs in your CD. I really love Dancing in the Kitchen because it has a really cool vibe, and it really flows very nice. I know a few different songs that, you know, uh, complement that, and I love being in the kitchen with my mother. Um, it has a nice beat to it, and I love the lyrics. So, Marcy, can you please tell us all about this, all about this CD? Well, I'd be happy to. We have wanted to do the CD for quite a long time, uh, a CD that really speaks to all different types of families. And really, the, the CD reflects our audience. We've had a wide variety of people coming to our shows for a long time, and it's only fair that each type of family has its own song. In um, this particular song, Dancing in the Kitchen, is rec- was recorded with a, a Cajun family, the Savoie family in Louisiana. So it was right down. Um, they had a donkey in the yard. The recording studio was our young engineer's grandfather's outdoor kitchen at one time. It was just absolutely beautiful. (laughs) It's great to be there in, you know, not in like this really, really, um, really fancy, but it's really nice to come down and take a step back and look at, you know, the beauty of nature and um, the beauty of how everyone lives and not just certain types of families because I think everyone needs to be accepted because not everyone has the same life. Um, now, this CD is endorsed by Kids First and our jurors loved it. So thank you for being with us in this. Um Kathy, can you please tell us about what your favorite song on this CD is if it's not Dancing in the Kitchen? Well, that is such a hard question because, ha. first of all, we never record songs that we don't totally love. Oh, that's and, true. And we love each song for different reasons, and, and they serve different purposes. You know, like with Dancing in the Kitchen and the Savoy Family Cajun Band, uh, you know, turn around and we went in the studio with one of our favorite Irish bands, a group called Cherish the Ladies, five women who play phenomenal Irish music. And we recorded a song that I got to co-write with mm-hmm. Woody Guthrie, who is the man who wrote the song, This Land is Your Land. And again, there's so much family involved. Um, Woody's daughter, Nora, has been passing out his lyrics. There are 2,000 sets of lyrics from this man that were never set to music. And she sent this particular 
poem to us and asked us to set it to music. And we felt it as a real Irish tune and called up our friends from Cherish the Ladies. And they said, yes, we'd love to record it with you. And it was amazing to bring it to life. And that was pretty special. But every song on this recording or story has some special moments for us. Yeah, um... It's kind of hard, like when people ask me what's my favorite film or, you know, what, because I write poetry, not like, not excessively, but I write um, little bits of poetry here and there. And we're in poetry right now in school. And they're like, well, what's the favorite poem that you've written? And it's like, since, you know, they have so much meaning to me. So I definitely understand what you're saying because, um, it's very, like, everyone has their own sorts of memory, and what you did behind it is super awesome. So, Dancing in the Kitchen has just been endorsed by Kids First. How, how do you like that relationship, or um, what's the best thing about that relationship, Marcy? <laughs> well, I think that's absolutely wonderful. And um, we love being sorry. recognized by uh, people for the work that we've done, and it means that it speaks to people whose taste we trust and who have created an audience of people who trust their taste. And so to us, it's, it's extremely meaningful to get that recognition that the work we did was really worth it. And particularly from young people. I mean, really, this is an album for families. And without the endorsement of young people, we just have, have nothing. So that's, it's a beautiful thing that you're doing. Yeah, it's like knowing that, you know, kids like it and young people like it and knowing that older people like it. So, you know, the whole family vibe. <laughs> you're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Brianna Hope Beaton, and today you're listening to Voice America Kids. And today we are talking to Grammy Award winner and singer and songwriter Kathy Fink of Dancing in the Kitchen with Marcy Markser and Warren Brown and Adam Goddard of Big Block Sing Song CD. And we are talking about Tomorrowland, Sunshine, Superman, and Abel. So right now, let's continue speaking with Kathy Fink and Marcy Markser. And we were just speaking about how, you know, what song is their favorite and um, how they feel about the endorsement with Kids First and all different types of things about their CD. Um, as I said before, I absolutely love being in the kitchen. It's one of my dreams to own my restaurant and all these different things. And I absolutely love the kitchen. So what was kind of the background to that song? Um, when we started thinking about this project about 10 years ago, Oh, okay. One of the the things that Marcy and I do is while we're driving around on tour, flying around on tour, we make lists and we keep track of all kinds of ideas for various different projects. And the ideas for this project really went on and on and on. (laughs) And we knew that we wanted to honor all different kinds of families and and all kinds of scenarios that the kids that we see all the time live in. Um, And really for this song, what we were looking for was the glue, the thing that tied it all together. And one of the important features of a song for us that ties it all together is that you can make it your own. It's a pretty easy song to sing, even though we've got this fabulous Um, authentic Cajun band behind us. And it's also an easy song to put your own names into or the names of people in your family or the 
relationships of people in your family, you can make it your own and sing along with it. And so when that song kind of popped out of my head and then I worked on it for a while, we both realized, oh, this song's the centerpiece. Yeah, and it's like with adding, you know, your own names, I mean, with whoever is listening to it, it's kind of like personalizing it for them. So it's like, for me, it is totally different than it is with you or a friend of mine or a friend of yours or a relative of yours. So it's great that you can kind of personalize it and make it so much more relatable to yourself. And um, I think every family deserves um, a song they can dance to in the kitchen. The kitchen's the centerpiece of so many homes and it's where the conversations happen and food is a community thing in a family and so uh you know it all made sense definitely because especially on thanksgiving it's like um we have this tradition every year that all um everyone in my family comes over and like all the females are are um cooking and things like that and you know the guys will come through and taste stuff and and then they'll watch you know whatever they want to watch it's it's just a great time to get with family and to talk with them and to see how they're doing so Marcy, do you have a role do you have a role model or someone you look up to when when doing this? Oh, absolutely. Um one of my heroes is a woman named Ella Jenkins. And we had her record in our kindergarten classroom way long ago. Um I have been listening to her music since I was a little tiny kid and we're lucky enough to know her and be friends with her, do some performances with her. She lives in Chicago. And about, I think Kathy and I, my first Grammy was for producing a tribute to her, which was wonderful. We got to bring in a bunch of people who also think that she's the best. <laughs> um, so that was really a treat. But she, she's been a hero for quite a long time. Yeah, I think it's great that you are able to, like, you have a role model and you have someone that you look up to and have someone that you admire. And then you have that moment of not only meeting them, but working with them. And it's like, oh, my gosh, I've been I've been wanting to do this forever. And, and all this different things run through your mind. And you're just like, this is this is what I wanted to do. And this is and I finally can say that I've met the person that I really wanted to. Well, you sound like you've had that experience. I have not. <laughs> um, because you have that sensibility. Yeah, because you think about it and it's just that image and idea of meeting that person that you would always love to meet. It kind of, you kind of know how it's going to feel. Well, Kathy Fink and Marcy Markser, thank you so much for talking with us today all about Dancing in the Kitchen CD and the endorsement that Kids First has. Thank you, Kids First. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, we want to compliment you. You have been a fantastic interviewer. Oh, thank you. Thank, thank you so much. Um, I remember you talking before about the Woody Guthrie um, little mixture that you had. And I think we should play a clip at the end of this segment. So I think we should do that. Let's take a break. I'm your host, Brianna Hopiton from Kids First Coming Attractions. And you are listening to Voice America Kids. song I'd like to tell you all about the place where you come from I'll hold you to my bosom and feel you soft and warm 
I'll tell you how you found your way from the world where you were born. show about your favorite movies, stars, and DVD releases? Get ready for Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Your hosts, all eight of them, have been selected by Kids First as film critics through a national competition. Each week, they will preview new movies before you see them, walk the red carpet with the stars, and will review the latest DVDs. Our hosts range from ages 7 to 14 to give you a wider kid's perspective. Kids First Coming Attractions is heard every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Kids. The longer you listen, the later it gets. You're listening to Voice America Kids. What does indie mean? It's short for independent. What does that mean? Whatever you want it to mean. When you are indie, you don't just go with the flow. You set the pace. Indie can mean a style of music, dress, or just a way of life. It's what sets you apart from the rest of the crowd. Everybody has a little bit of indie in them. It's beautiful. It's cool. It's you. Tune in to Indie on Voice America Kids. Live every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time. If you don't feel indie yet, make it a part of you. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Hey, welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm Jerry Ors, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. We just talked about Dancing in the Kitchen CD and the creators of the CD. And right now, we're going to talk to Warren Brown and Adam Goddard, who are the creators of Big Block Single Sing Song, specifically Volume 1. So, Warden, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing, Jerry? I'm doing fantastic. And how about you, Adam? I'm doing great, thanks. So, can you tell us about Big Block Sing Song for the viewers who do not know who, what that is? Sure, yeah. Big Block Sing Song is a uh, short animated TV show that's uh, two minutes long, and uh, each one has its own song and its own character. 
And Warren, you're the creative director. Can you kind of tell us about your role in the film and the episodes? Sure. Yeah. Adam and I are uh, the two guys involved and I'm the creative director. So I do um, all the visual sides. So I do the drawing, the character design, the animation, and I direct it like a, uh, a director would be in a TV show. And Adam, you're the composer. Can you tell us about your job in the in yep, the shows? Yeah, I do the the so I'm the musical side of it. So writing the writing the songs, and uh, we work together uh, to come up with the the ideas. And I do the playing of the instruments and the uh, the singing, unless I can't sing high enough, and then we bring in a, a very talented young lady to come and sing for us. And Adam, each episode kind of has a different style of music. How do you create? For each episode, this style of music. Well, I think we love the idea of um, uh, of trying new things and trying different ideas. Whether it's uh, you know hip hop music or classic rock or techno or show tunes or anything. Um, so a lot of times, what we'll what we'll do is we'll we'll think, wouldn't it be fun to take this type of character and put this style of music up against it? And uh, and that's that's usually how we we uh, we come up with what style we're working on. Speaking of characters, each episode is kind of focused on a different thing. One is focused on sleep, one is focused on dogs, one is focused on octopuses, which I love that episode. How do you create those different ideas and episodes? Well, um, we, we come up with lists and, and uh, you know, we come at it maybe one of three ways. It'll be, what's a good character? So, you know, Octopus Pete, which you just mentioned. But we'd like to do something about an octopus and who, who what would he sing about? Um, you know, or an idea like sleep. So something that kids might think, oh, you know, I'd like to know more about sleep or how we come, how we think about sleep. And then uh, the other one is is kind of a um, musical style. So uh, we want to do a song that's kind of operatic, or we want to do a rock song. And one of those three ways defines the each episode. And what is the process like to make each episode? Well, it's a fun process. It uh, <laughs> it, it starts off with uh, Adam and I. Uh, t- like talking, chatting, and and f- talking about what we find funny or what we want to explore, or um, just what what is it? What is on top of our mind? That's that's mainly where they start, and then it just kind of unfolds. So you know, Adam might take it into the studio and try to figure out what it is musically, or I might start to draw some characters, and then we'll reconvene and see where we are, and uh, and it, the ideas emerge from there. And then as we get a little farther down the road, then we really hone in on the style of song. And Adam will go off and write lyrics and uh, come up with the composition, and then I'll animate it. And this idea is very unique. How did you create it, like the entire idea of the show? Um, well, you know, Adam and I were chatting in one of our, our talks, and, uh, you know, it's, it's unusual in TV for um, a composer to be coming up with the ideas at first, usually in TV a composer will come in at the end and score a TV program. So Adam and I were thinking, what, what would be an interesting way to bring music right at the forefront? What, what could we do? And uh, we thought, well, singing, that's, that's the first thing that could happen. And uh, what do we need? We need a singing face. And uh, so that's where it really started was, what, wh- let's, let's do a singing face. And we started to do these little tests where we would um, create small songs and then I would animate them uh, singing. And then we decided, well, we can't just do a face. It's, it needs something else. So then we pulled the camera out and we created a block character, added some legs, and that's Big Block Sing Song. <laughs> and you guys just announced that you're, going, you're doing Big Block Sing Song Season 2. Can you tell us about that? 
Uh, yeah, it's just uh, it's more of more new exciting episodes of Big Block Sing Song. So we we did another uh, twenty episodes. Awesome. And uh, Warren, what do you think your favorite episode is? <laughs> As a previous guest, so that's a, that's that's a difficult question to answer. But you know, I. I, I have to say that our very first one was Monkey, or, or as it's now called, Two Banana Day. And uh, that was a great one because it was it was the first episode that we decided to, to try. And so that was one of those ones where, what do we want to do? Let's do a song about a monkey. And uh, it started from there. And uh, and we had so much fun doing that. We knew we were on the right track and we were coming up with more episodes. And we knew we were enjoying what we were doing. And that Big Block Sing Song was something that we, we truly were passionate about doing. Hmm. You're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Jerry Orris, and today we will talk about Tomorrowland and Sunshine Superman and Noble. But right now we're talking to Warren Brown and Adam Gordard, who are the creators for a big block sing song. We're just talking about what is Warren's favorite episode. He was saying the first one, which is called Monkey. And Adam, what is your favorite episode? Well, I'd have to say that that uh, my I, I have a soft spot in my heart for all the episodes, and and I do like a, a good story behind a, a song. So the first one's great, but also the last one uh, called "Here We Go." Uh, I have a I have I definitely have a, a strong feeling towards that one because it's about how everything is anything is possible. You could do anything, and we wrote that right at the very end. So we'd gone and and did a quite a, quite a huge production with several pieces of music and, and it was a big accomplishment but it was also a nice message to kids that you can do anything if you put your mind to it. Hmm. And do you think since you said uh, about messages do you think it's more educational or more entertaining? Well, that's, that's an interesting question Jerry because we, we, we try to entertain uh, first and foremost and we, we, we try to entertain ourselves so when, when we come up with Big Block Sing Song we really try to find things that are humorous to us but at the same time, we um, we do want to educate, and, and not in a formal way, in a in, a, in something that we, we want to tell uh, kids. We want, we know, Adam and I are dads, so the things that we'd like to talk to our kids about, and um, you know, it's it's a bit, it's a mix of both. So we'd like to send nice messages, but at the same time, really have you know the audience laughing or really enjoying the music. So it's that's that side of it is about entertaining. Hmm. And how do you create the idea that it's just very simple animation, not that busy, that it's just kind of this block figure in the middle in their natural habitat, if it's underwater, if it's in a tree or whatever? How do you create that idea? Um, well, you know, the, the, whole, the whole show has a certain set of parameters, you know, and, and you've, you've, you've really honed in on it in that it's very simple. The big face, then the block character, usually standing in in, an, in a, a field or in a context that relates to the character. And so uh, the song and the lyrics, which Adam and I come up with first, really kind of tell that story to us as we're, as we're developing it. And because it's so short, two minutes long is, is short for a song, and it's very short for a TV show. So we have to, we don't have much time to do anything else but uh, talk directly at the audience. So the face and the singing character have to be the first thing you see. Well, guys, we're going to finish it early so we can actually play a clip from your volume. Thank you guys so much for talking to me. And I have to say, I watched a couple episodes and I absolutely loved it. Thank you very much for having us. Oh, awesome. Thanks, Jerry. We appreciate it. Of course. If you would like to see this, it is now in stores near you, the first volume. Let's take a break. I'm Jerry Orris, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on Voice America Kids. 
Living like a monkey isn't always a breeze. Lots more to do than just climbing up trees. So much to do, and that's why I say it's gonna be a two banana kind of day. Two banana day. It's a two banana day. Two banana day. It's a two banana day. I start in the morning with a little bit of breakfast. Take a few moments to do my stretches. So much to do, so I'm on my way. It's going to be a two-banana kind of day. The hardest part of my daily job is picking little bugs off my little brother Bob. My little brother Bob's got all kinds of bugs. But that's okay. He gives nice hugs. Then I crack up coconuts, put them in a pile. I'll have a little drink when I'm tired in a while. I'm going to be bush, so that's why I say it's going to be a two-banana kind of day. Banana day, it's a two banana day. Two banana day, it's a two banana day. At the end of the day, and take a little time swinging through the jungle on my favorite line. I head home hungry, so that's why I say it's gonna be a two banana kind of day. Two banana day, it's a two banana day. Two banana day. It's a two banana day. Two banana day. It's a two banana day. Two banana day. It's a two banana, two banana, two banana day. Sometimes we may sound strange, but remember, we're just kids with opinions. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Tune in every Monday for Purple Songs Can Fly. Our program serves as a musical outlet for children being treated at the Texas Children's Cancer and Hematology Centers. These songs are flown all over the world and even into space. Hundreds of songs have been written and recorded and have been part of shuttle missions, airline in-flight playlists, toured with the Rolling Stones, gone undersea and to the top of Mount Everest. Join our hosts for some great music on Purple Songs Can Fly, Mondays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. What does indie mean? It's short for independent. What does that mean? Whatever you want it to mean. When you are indie, you don't just go with the flow. You set the pace. Indie can mean a style of music, dress, or just a way of life. It's what sets you apart from the rest of the crowd. Everybody has a little bit of indie in them. It's beautiful. It's cool. It's you. Tune in to Indie on Voice America Kids. Live every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time. If you don't feel indie yet, make it a part of you. We didn't invent Kid Talk. We perfected it. And at a very young age. You're listening to Voice America Kids. There's so much going on in the tech field. The tech team is here to sort it all out so that you know exactly what you need to get and what you should avoid. In this age of cell phones and text messaging and new discoveries every single day, you need to be informed. We'll bring you previews of new products, technology news, and help you make the right decision when you are out there buying that new MP3 player, cell phone, or mobile device. Don't do a thing until you've tuned in to the tech team 
Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Real kids, you are Real tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Hey, and welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Brianna Hope Beaton, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. And today, we have just finished speaking to Warren Brown and Adam Goddard about Big Block Sing Song, and we are talking about the films Tomorrowland, Sunshine, Superman, and Nobel. So right now, we are speaking with Jerry about Tomorrowland, and he says it's the greatest film of the year. So Jerry, can you please tell us about this film? Of course. So this film is about a young girl named Casey. She's uh, like 18 years old and she's going to school and pretty much the world is, is, is not doing so well. There's pollution, there's global warming, there's wars going on. Sadly, it's kind of like the world is right now, not a very good shape. And she's the only one asking, what are we doing about it? So one day she gets this pin and it teleports her to this world only known as Tomorrowland and she starts this huge adventure trying to get to Tomorrowland and meets other people like uh, uh, Frank Walker who is who used to live in Tomorrowland and used to be a child genius it's just a fantastic adventure drama comedy you can pretty much name it anything yeah I absolutely love George Clooney and to have him be in this film and to have you say that it is a great film, I mean, anything with George Clooney automatically makes it great. But also, I mean, the other actors in this film, because I know a lot of them. I mean, like George Clooney and then Britt Robinson, who was in The Longest Ride, and then Hugh Laurie and so many other actors. And speaking of actors, how do you think the acting was to this film? I definitely have to mention George Clooney and Britt Robertson, of course, because they play the two main characters. Britt Robertson plays Casey and George Clooney plays Frank Walker. And their relationship together, um, they're kind of like frenemies because at first they kind of... At first, Frank Walker, who's is like, who's this girl? I don't like her. Please leave my property. <laughs> who's this and girl? Then, then they're like... And then they're kind of like, okay, then. And then they become friends. And they play that perfectly. It's funny. It's dramatic. And it's just a great relationship. All the other actors did a phenomenal job and played each emotion perfectly. And it's not easy roles because it's kind of hard to describe this film because it's pretty much everything. It's drama, it's comedy, it's adventure. You kind of have to be good at acting in every scenario. That's true because there is kind of different, not ways of acting. Well, yeah, there's different ways of acting, but there's different, I mean, as there's different genres, there's different acting, if you understand what I'm saying. Because to act in certain genres, you have to act a specific way. So I definitely understand what you're saying. Um, it seems like this film has a lot of excitement and a lot of um, action and um, a lot of different things, as you said before. Did you like the excitement? Was it too much? Or You know, like I said before... There's everything in this film, but there's a good ratio of everything. It's not like there's 90% excitement, 2% comedy. It's not like that. <laughs> it's like 25% this, 25% that, 25% sure. this. And the excitement is not too extreme that it's always like, okay, what's going on? I want a story here. But it's not too little that it's boring because it is an adventure, but it's not too it's not too intense. And I think they did a fantastic job. Brad Bird, who's the director of this film, did a wonderful job playing out the story. So it's perfectly entertaining, but not too much over the top. 
Yeah, because when I see the when I see the um trailer, there there it goes. When I see the trailer, it looks like a lot of action and, you know, excitement and all these different things and I'm like, I hope that it's not like overwhelming. So it's good to know that, you know, there's a there's a very balanced ratio in this film. Yeah. Uh, did you find a did you find a message in this film? There's definitely a lot of messages, but I think the main message is kind of Tomorrowland's description. Nothing is impossible because Tomorrowland is known as a place where nothing is impossible and where anything can happen. And I think they're kind of trying to display that you can do that in real life. It just doesn't have to be in Tomorrowland. You can make whatever you want. You can be whoever you want in the real world. Nobody can stop you. You, And if you want to be a scientist, you can be a scientist. And I think that's the main message and never stop questioning everything because Casey actually does something very big. I can't spoil if you want to know what I'm saying about you got to watch the movie because she questions everything because she just didn't go what, what, what everybody was saying and she did question what's going on. Yeah, because when you um, it's kind of like individualism, like I can do whatever I would like to do and I can be whatever I want to be and I think that um, that's something that my mom and my dad definitely put in my life like you can do anything that you want to do it doesn't matter what the world says it doesn't matter what stere- like stereotypical things says um, you can do whatever and I think that having that be this film's message is a great message to teens, kids, adults anyone. You're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Brianna Hope Beaton, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. And today, we are talking about Tomorrowland, Sunshine, Superman, and Nobel. So right now, let's continue speaking with Jerry about Tomorrowland. And we were just talking about how this film has a great message about um, just doing what you want to do and, um, you know, going with the, not going with the flow. Um, but doing what you want to do and being what you want to be and not letting anything stop you. So, Jerry, do you have a favorite scene in this film? I do have a favorite scene. I don't know if it was in the trailers or not, but pretty much they go to Paris uh, from teleporting because, you know, why not? And they're in the Eiffel Tower, and in the Eiffel Tower is something to get to Tomorrowland. And I'm not going to spoil anything because what happens is just wow and the special effects at what happens pretty much a rocket launches out of the Eiffel Tower for reasons and it is just amazing it is beautiful it looks fantastic and it's just an enjoyable experience to watch and still the acting is good and the cinematography is perfect and honestly at all times every frame everything was just perfect I love those films it's like Oh, it's just perfect. I mean, and especially these few years, like this year and last year, I'm just like, oh my gosh, there's so many great films. But don't forget the classics, guys. Classics for life. (laughs) So what is your first... um, Wait, you know what? I was informed that you were on the red carpet, sir, and you interviewed a bunch of people and that were very important. So can you please tell me about your interview process and who you interviewed and your red carpet experience? Yeah, of course. So I interviewed a couple of the producers. I actually had a sit-down interview with Brad Bird, the director, and I interviewed Britt Robertson, George Clooney, and a couple of other of the characters. Yes, it was really nice to interview George Clooney, but I asked a lot of the people, what do you think a typical day in Tomorrowland would be like? And they pretty much said, you wake up, work on an invention, and you go to sleep. Oh. And, 
and asked a lot of people what, what they invent in Tomorrowland, and a lot of people said they invent something skip traffic, and I have to agree with them. True, true. Uh, and flowing with that, what would you invent if you were in Tomorrowland, Jerry? There's a couple things I would invent. First of all, I would invent a tiny, like, cube. You can turn into a huge house for people who are homeless. Ooh, that would probably smart. That would probably help a lot of people in house, like, infinite water, infinite food, infinite air conditioning, heating, and all that nice stuff. And I would probably invent something to skip traffic as well, either a teleporter or a hol- or a how do you say it? A flying Lamborghini limousine. Oh, Why not? Okay. <laughs> Why not? Um, I would invent um, a thing where you can look at pictures and then press a picture like of clothing, and you can see it on yourself. That would be cool, like holographic st- clothing. Yeah, and then you can just buy it, and it's, like, right there on you already. Like, I would love that because, you know, I'm a girl. So. That would be fantastic. I would, I would use that. See? Thank you. Thank you. Um, with the whole red carpet extravaganza, what was your favorite part? Ooh, the entire thing was awesome. Mm-hmm. Of course I would have to say, in, um, getting that one question from George Clooney, it was only one question, but come on, George Clooney. <laughs> come that on, was, George Clooney. <laughs> that was probably a really nice experience. But also talking, just learning about how they made the film and working on the film. Because I also learned that it was a lot based off Walt Disney's kind of idea of Tomorrowland. That a place where nothing is impossible and anything can happen and anything can be invented. was kind of interesting to kind of see how it's related to Walt Disney. Who we all know who Walt Disney is. Kind of cool to see that himself is still in films today. Yeah, I mean, even though even though he has passed away, it's like he continues to influence um, influence so many of our movies. Like great people and great organizations and great everything. Really, even after they do this or they they stop doing this, they just continue, and they're just like, "Whoa, you're in everything, bro, and you're awesome." Because you know, I've had that experience with um, when I was in the eighth grade, and then. I stopped learning, and then in the ninth grade, I continued learning. So it's kind of like that, but not really. <laughs> so, Jerry, really quick, how many stars out of five would you give this film after my ramble? I'll give more out of five stars if I could, but I give five out of five stars because there is a limit. That That is true. Limits are, limits are important. <laughs> well, Jerry, thank you so much for talking to us today and telling us all about Tomorrowland. Of course, I'm predicting it now. This film will win at least one Oscar. Predicting it now. (laughs) Predicting it now. It's now mine. (laughs) Well, Jerry, let's take a break. I'm your host, Brianna Hobbiton from Kids First Coming Attractions, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. There's so much going on in the tech field. The tech team is here to sort it all out so that you know exactly what you need to get and what you should avoid. In this age of cell phones and text messaging and new discoveries every single day, you need to be informed. We'll bring you previews of new products, technology news, and help you make the right decision when you are out there buying that new MP3 player, cell phone, or mobile device. Don't do a thing until you've tuned in to the tech team. Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. Keep it right here. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. 
another movie is coming up. Hey, welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm Jerry Orse, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. We just talked to Kate, Kathy Queen, Warren Brown, and Adam Gorid, and they were creators of Dancing in the Kitchen, and Warren Brown and Adam were creators of Big Block Sing Song Volume 1, and also the film Tomorrowland. But right now we're going to talk to Adam about the new documentary, Sunshine Superman. So Adam, how are you doing? I'm doing fine, thank you. Of course. I'm doing wonderful. Thank you for asking. So can you tell us the story about this new film? Well, it's about this guy who was born in California, in the um, beach cities of Southern California. And he becomes a technician for GE. Something like that, I'm guessing. Yeah, General Electric. And he does parachuting. Um... So, yeah, that thing, and what it is, is it's where you're on a plane, and you jump off, and also, he decides, I'm still going to do it, but I'm going to record it, and what he does from the start is he records his jumps, he records, like, them holding hands in the air, he records his jumps, and he makes, like, Short movies. Yeah. Hmm. And um, his name, by the way, is Carl. And every time he jumped, did he give you a thrill at all? Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, please survive. <laughs> and how did they do filming that? Did they do that wonderful job? Was it nice and clear or was it a little bit fake looking? It was real looking. It was like one of those documentaries that should be on like these online streaming services where people can watch it for thousands of years because it's like really good and it is like this one where it like really touched you it like touches you because I've been to these places El Capitan and I've seen it but to jump off it and record it while standing on a bicycle seat, and then how quickly they'd have to get back into hiker clothes. I mean, it's amazing. It's a really good film movie, and I really liked it. Hmm. And how was the acting? Was it very clear, or did it look a little bit fake? As Like, did it look fake? Was it a little bit dull? It was real. It was really real. It was like, it was like I was walking in... Yosemite, I was walking in Houston, I was walking wherever it took place. Or maybe I was base jumping with them. Hmm. And, and sorry, go ahead. What base stands for is this is what Carl Bonish invented. It stands for um buildings, antennas, spans, including like bridges and earth such as cliffs. He had respect for the laws of nature, but human laws is uh uh-uh. uh. Those laws don't count with me, basically. Hmm. And would you recommend this film to anybody else? Yeah, I'd recommend it to my sister and my brother. Because, I mean, my brother does, he's on a, my brother does gymnastics. And he jumps off the bars, I'm guessing. Well, I mean, I know. And I'd recommend it to all my friends. I'd recommend it to my teachers. Hmm. I'd recommend it to... All of America, if I could. 
<laughs> I recommend the people to make it in foreign languages. That's how good it is. And do you have a favorite scene in this very nice film? Ooh, wow. Yes, I do actually. My favorite one is when he does that record jump. And that record jump was amazing. He jumped from Troll Wagon, I think I pronounced it right, in Western Norway. And he broke the Guinness World Record. And yeah, it was amazing. But he didn't just do it by himself, he did it with his wife. And him and his wife, they were all in. And they broke the record. And, but with, and they started this new sport. It was like a cross, basically. Mm-hmm. A mix of this sport, a mix of that one. It was a mix of parachuting and just plain old jumping off cliffs. Huh. Well, thank you so much for talking to me about this wonderful film. Can you very quickly please say how many stars you give this film? Oh, I give this film five out of five stars. If I could give it, like, bonus, I would. And age-wise, I mean, I'm nine, but I think it's, like, for nine and up, maybe even ten and up, it's really good. I recommend it to everyone. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much for talking to me about this wonderful film. You're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Jerry Ors, and today we will talk about... Uh, the new film Noble, and we talked about Sunshine Superman, Tomorrowland, and talked to Kathy Fink, who's the who's one of the creators for Dancing in the Kitchen, and also Warren Brown and Adam Goddard, who's creator of Big Block Sing Song. But right now, we're going to talk to Haley about the new film Noble. How are you doing, Haley? Um, I'm doing well, thank you. And can you tell us about this wonderful film? Um, yes, it was a true story about an Irish woman named Christina Noble who had a childhood of trauma and decides to visit an Afga- Afghanistan and helps homeless children. She did this because she knows how it feels to lose everything and she didn't want anybody to go what she went through. Hmm. And did this film inspire you at all? Because this really sounds like an inspirational story. It did. It made me want to help other people and notice that not everything in life is easy. Hmm. And do you think it was intense for kids at times because this does sound like a very intense story? Or do you think it was pretty good, pretty good? I do think it was good. It just did have a lot of serious and adult content. Hmm. And if you can describe Christina Noble, who is this wonderful lady, very wonderful lady, how would you describe her? Um, Brave. Because she stepped out and did things that no one else would do. And do you think this will inspire a lot of people? I do, and I appreciate the director for making a movie like this. Speaking of the director, how was the directing in the film? I think that it was amazing. Um, I do like Stephen Bradley. I like his work, so I appreciated what he did. And how is the cinematography, like camera shot-wise? Um, it's good. I do think that it was clear, and I did enjoy the cinematography. And how about acting? Um, well, I appreciated the acting as well, because it was played by three characters, the main character, because it showed um, uh, Christina Noble's childhood, which was played 
by Gloria Curtis, and then it showed her teens to 20s, which was Sarah Green, and and then it showed her starting to help people when she became an adult, but which was played by Gloria Curtis. Hmm. And do you think they betrayed this? That they portrayed the story well because this is a very inspirational story and should be portrayed perfectly. I do think it was portrayed very well, yeah. And I just think that they did a very good job. And do you think there's a moral message? I do. I think it's that we should all help each other and not try to make each other suffer because we all do go through hard times. And what is your favorite scene in the film? Um, uh, I would have to say when she starts realizing that, um, when she has the scene in her dream that she has to start helping people because she realizes that, um, there are people going through the exact same thing that she went through. Hmm. And in the film, it says that she had a dream telling her to go do this. If you had a dream like that, would you do the same? Um... I wouldn't really know because I hadn't had a dream like this yet, but I bet that I would try to do something very similar. And very quickly, can you tell me how many stars you will give this film? A five out of five stars because of how inspirational it really was. All right. Well, thank you so much for talking to me about this new wonderful film. Thank you. If you would like to see this film, it is in theaters now. Thanks so much for joining us. This is Jerry Oris, and you've been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. To hear more film reviews and learn how you can become a Kids First film critic, go to kidsfirst.org and check out our Kids First blog on Huffington Post. This show is produced for the Voice America Kids Network by Kidstar Radio. We empower kids. Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know what to see. And speaking of see, we'll see you again next week. My name is Lindsay Marie from Bookworm. Now from the Kids Start Album of the Month, here is the Wiz Pops and their song, Anglerfish. If only
Wisp Pops from the Kidstar Album of the Month. 